Hello, my name is Hayley Morris and this is Conversation Time. Welcome back. Today I am joined by one of my very good friends. Her name is Lucy Shipley. She is someone that I met on my first program at Disney and someone that has kind of stayed in my life ever since. And I honestly don't know where I would be without her. She is the girl that was there when Chris and I met. She's just been there through a lot for me and she herself has been through an incredible amount in her lifetime. She is a thyroid cancer survivor and she is one of those people that when something bad happens to her, she kind of grows through it rather than goes through it. She didn't let cancer get the better of her and she's someone that she speaks so positively still and I just find it so amazing and she's so inspiring. I wanted to get her on the podcast because I feel like she's just such a lovely person to talk to and she's she's just a very inspiring lady. Um, if you want to follow her, you can find her on Instagram at Lucy Shippers, Lucy with an E. And she is also on YouTube now. And you can find her on YouTube by typing in her name, Lucy Shipley. That's without an E. So just L-U-C-Y. S-H-I-P-L-E-E and her videos will pop up there. She soon will be embarking on a new journey which will be really exciting to follow along with and at this point I will tell you the audio wasn't perfect on the recording. Obviously I do this socially distant so it's all done over the internet so the audio is a little bit quiet on this episode so after hearing this intro you may need to turn the volume up a couple of notches to make sure that you're hearing our voices nice and clearly. So without further ado I hope that you enjoy today's conversation with Lucy Shipley. Hello, how are you? Hello, I am right now, I am good and I'm going to be my true authentic self and just tell you that today I am good. A couple of days ago, I would have given a different answer in a couple of days time. I probably would give a different answer because I feel like this entire time we're in, you have good days, you have bad days. It's a roller coaster, it's up and down, and it's just a whole bundle of cliches. And I feel cliched even saying it, but it's true. Like one day you're literally on top of the world being like, I'm gonna do all the home workouts and I'm gonna do all the running and I'm gonna sort my life out and organize my wardrobe and cook a vegan feast and then the next day I'm literally lying on my sofa like staring at the ceiling just yeah it's weird isn't it because it's such a it's such a strange time to be in as well because I guess we're like for me I feel like we're out of lockdown now because everyone feels like they've gone back to normal but mentally I don't actually feel like I'm there yet and I I still think we're going through the emotions of lockdown and still having like you said days where you feel great days where you feel like you can't be bothered to do anything and Mm. like I don't I don't even know if I can mentally see a way of going back to how we were before where we didn't have days like this all the time which I mean I guess everyone has had days like this in the past before we went into lockdown but even more so with what's happened in the world and like do you see a way out of this do you see it getting better honestly this is like no emotional feeling I've ever gone through in my now 27 years 
And because in the beginning, I was really likening this to when I got sick, um, just before I got diagnosed with cancer, just for all the, all the listeners who don't know my past, but I got, um, when I first got diagnosed with cancer, I was 21, I was about to go start my career and I felt this pause and everyone right now is like, you know, this is just a pause. This is a, a road bump of life. This is a redirection of life. But the thing that almost got me through that was like, there is something on the other side because the job I want still exists. The places I want to go travel to will allow me in the country. But right now I can't see another side of it because my industry, the cruise industry where I work might not exist. All the fun things I had planned for like the next five years involving traveling and doing all these fun things abroad and like, does that exist? What world am I going to step into on the other side of this? Because I can't see, honestly, can't see a good side. No, I think for me, I'm, I'm kind of thinking as soon as we get to January 2021, that's when this is over. However, it's not because for one, no. we don't know if we're going to go into a second lockdown. We don't know what's going to happen next year and whether it's still going to be there and we won't have any vaccines or treatment for it. Um, and so it's, it's almost like I'm in my head mentally thinking, well, 2021 is going to be when everything goes back to normal. But I mean, the whole mm. thing with this virus is it's so uncertain. It's very unknown. We have no idea what's coming. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a stressful time for everyone. And especially for you being in the industry you're in. I mean, it must be yeah. really difficult not knowing when you're going to go back to work and how that's going to happen or if it's going to be like it used to be or if it's going to be, you know, everything's completely changed. It's still social distancing everywhere and maybe you can't get off at the ports or it's, it's yeah. scary to think of. It's yeah. Scary is honestly the word because it is just because I like you and me like having like goals and things mm. in the future and like steps we're going to get to. And we kind of like conjure up, well, I mean, tell me if I'm putting words in your mouth, but I feel like we both like sort of conjuring up the way we'd like things to go and the stepping stones that we know we're, you know, going to work our little asses off and get to these stepping stones in life. But right now, I literally feel like it doesn't matter what I do right now because that next stepping stone is, it might not even exist. Yeah. And that is just like, what? And being a planner and being someone that likes to know what's going on, this has been very tough. I think that's the thing as well. When you're, when you're a planner and when you have goals and when you have kind of steps to take in order to go through whatever you're wanting to go through or reach whatever target you're going for, this is really difficult. And I think part of me is a perfectionist, but I like to call myself a lazy perfectionist because I'm a perfectionist in some ways and I other like ways I'm the opposite. But this whole rigmarole of 2020 has been really difficult mentally for me kind of thinking about projects that I have and thinking about goals that I have and I'm 
almost feeling even worse because I somehow, and I don't know when, got into that space, which I think you've been in, where you think, I have to do this by a certain age. And if I don't have this done by a certain age, then I'm screwed and everything's messed up, which is completely ridiculous, really, because... Mm. It doesn't matter how old you are when you complete whatever it is you're wanting to complete or, you know, whether you want a house by this age, children by this age, marriage by this age, a job by this age, to have been here by this age. It's all just, it's all, the time thing's fake in my head. It's like when I really think about it. And moving forward, I genuinely hope that is one thing that we do not take into this, like, new normal in air quotes because it's been put on us by our parents and our parents generation that there are these certain like checkpoints of life that you do need to do in order to be again air quotes successful because what is success success looks so different to everyone so I definitely think and if if we've proved anything in this four months our generation and especially the one below us they're just like, do you know what? We're not standing for it anymore. Like all these movements we've been having is just the, I don't, I don't know if it's Gen Z or Gen X. I guess the so one confused. directly below millennia. If I'm I think honest, it's I think Gen we're Z. just floaters, but, yeah. <laughs> but you can't say floaters because that's also poo. But you, sometimes <laughs> I feel like a floater. So just a couple of poos. <laughs> just kind of floating. But I've just... I've been so impressed with this generation below us just being like, just because that's what's done doesn't mean it's what should be done. Quoting uh, Cinderella 2015. Love that. But it's so true. And that's how I felt with my veganism for like the last couple of years. I'm sure you too. Like just because that's what has been done the last X amount of years doesn't make it right. Oh no, totally. I think doesn't dictate morality i believe is this love that no i love that i think that's like veganism for you though it is you can apply it to everything you can definitely apply it to anything and i think as well going back to the the fact that the generation below us are kind of changing the movement i was talking to my nan and granddad the other day and we were talking about birthdays and it was just after she'd had her birthday I'm not going to say her age because I don't think she'd appreciate me telling everyone her age but she told me when she turned 30 she had this gorgeous long ponytail is how she describes it which I imagine is like your hair Lucy so lovely long hair and just before her 30th birthday she went to the hairdressers and she got it all chopped off because back in her day when you turned 30 you were basically turning what we are we now call 60 or 70 because people didn't live as long which is a really good conversation I had with her because it kind of made me realize that back then people didn't live as long so they put caps on your ages a lot more than we do now so if at 30 you had long hair you were seen to be looking a little bit it was a bit too young for your age and you should have short hair that's permed and you know way above your your shoulders or your shoulders just yeah. a little bit yeah you know like a, a classic sort of like a mu- elderly, a elderly haircut. Haircut. yeah like a mum yeah. cut so she she had that at 30 because back then that was considered turning 30 you're you you've been and gone now you're um you're oh old and when she said that to me, my jaw dropped. I was like, don't say yeah, that. Yeah, my jaw dropped. I'm not, like, I'm not far off 30. And she was like, but it's different now. Now you guys live until 
like a hundred. I mean, she she's like not close to a hundred, but I mean, she's past sixty, absolutely. So she's yeah. surpassed what it was back then for them. But she was saying, you know, now people live to a hundred, and I personally don't think sixty and seventy is old. The sixty and seventy year olds that I know now don't look very old i 100 percent agree with that yeah and i think there's 60 and 70 year olds at my crossfit gym that beat me like amazing they're running rings around us but keep uh, i digress (laughs) no that's 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 what i mean like i think the the old now is 90 or 80 i guess if you're late 80s i think you are as old as you feel and we have to stop putting these horrible timelines on everything because I don't see the problem with finding your partner in life in your 50s or, Mm. you know, deciding to start a new career in your 50s. Like you you literally can. And I think we're all just so stuck on, you know, this silly mindset. That's where the anxiety comes in. Like that is what, and like when you look at the core of what anxiety is, it's like when your reality doesn't meet your perception of what you think it should be. Right. Mm. So if, we can wait. I lost my train of thought with that, but I love that train. <laughs> I love that train. Where I love this going? train. <laughs> I want. I want to come. I've got my twenty-six to thirty rail card. Let me come. <laughs> um, where was this train going? Yeah. So when our reality doesn't meet our perceived, you know, thoughts and opinions on what we should be doing, that's when we have the discomfort. That's when we have the anxious episodes. And I think that that's caused a lot of my anxiety episodes during this time. Cause I'm mm. like, I've got all these things. Where's my career? Where's my house? Where's the ring on my finger? Yeah. But that's, and I feel like back when, like I said, like back five years ago when I was told, okay, for the next six months, you're literally, you're bedridden. I was like, oh my gosh, this is awful. And everyone's like, it's just a speed bump. It's a bump in the road. It'll be back to normal. But right now it's like one, no time constraint, but two, it's like, but then what am I going into? What am I, what can I achieve with what I'm going to be given? And we can't have the same lives that our parents had of like, you get your job, you get your career, you get your house, because that's led us to where we are now. I think that the the thing to think about this positively is for you, Lucy, and for anyone else listening to this that feels the same way, you aren't alone. And that's kind of what I'm starting to realize now is there's so many people in exactly the same boat. And out of this lockdown, so many people have had the same realizations that am I in the career I want to be? Or is there something else for me? And whoa, I'm not in my career right now. How do I get into it? What even career do I want? And I don't have a house. Is a house what I really, really want? Or I'm just being told that I want this house. Is there something else that I want? And I think we're all kind of having that moment of looking inwards and being like, okay, actually, this isn't what I want. This is what I want, which is actually really positive. And it is such a step in the right direction. Although it feels really horrible and dark and anxious, there's actually so much light to come out of this. We're just in that horrible, down, dampened state right now where it doesn't feel good. And it, it won't feel good for a little while. And you have to go through that to get to the good stuff. But I think we have to kind of look at it turned upside down and think actually this could be a really really positive thing and this could bring everything we've ever wanted to light 
I like you ran with that. That was brilliant. I completely agree. Like <laughs> this could be the shake up we've all needed. Yeah. And how many times like us, especially like with Joanna, we have the chats where it's like, think back to the times in your life where you've been like, you're literally going through it and you think to mm. yourself, what, what is this for? What's the point? Like everyone, you know, winds the yarn of like, oh, you know, it will get better. And we're just, you're right. We're just going through that now. Cause every time we look back at those times, like spoiler alert, it did get better. Yeah. Like, I love that quote that's like, you've survived a hundred percent of your bad days. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so true. Like mm. the days where I was literally like, this is awful. Like there's just one more thing and then the scale's going to tip. And then you just have a moment where you're like, you come through it on the other side and you like put your head up the cloud and it's like, oh, it's nice out here. So I'm, mm. I'm really hopeful that moment will come like career wise and all that stuff. This is honestly shaking me up and making me address things that like I'm having conversations that I wouldn't have had to have mm-hmm. eight months ago, which is very refreshing because life is supposed to be enjoyed, not just, yeah. you know, like, like we say, going through your tick points, but it's, this is leading us to something I feel it. I don't know what it is. I don't know where I'm going, but I can't wait to look back, you know, whether it be in a month, in a year, Mm -hmm. in five years, who knows, but to look back and be like, we did that. Like we did it. Yeah. I love that. I really, yeah. And it is, it's hard. It's hard sometimes to get into that mentality and think, do you know what? This is going to be a point in our lives where we look back and go, I'm I'm glad we went through that because it got me here and we all survived it because, you know, we are in that state right now where it just feels like the world's crumbling around us, which is, you know, absolutely okay to feel upset about. But also, yeah, like you said, in five years time or in a month's time, even you're going to be like, oh, wow. If I didn't go through that, then, you know, life would be very very different there's only rainbows after rain things like that like I could come up with so many analogies but it is so true it is and there's all those quotes for a reason exactly oh I wish I could come up with one and then we just have my name and then like southern white mums would have them painted on their kitchen (laughs) it would be like something really profound and progressive and then underneath would just be like at Lucy Shippers <laughs> can you imagine that <laughs> oh my god I was cracking up with um Chris the other day because there's that TikTok that's being like oh to all those white girls that have like live laugh love I'm gonna have like a live haha fuck <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen that I really like that one <laughs> it was too much I was like I'm gonna get that like embroidered on a tapestry to hang in my house oh siri siri sorry my siri comes on technology man what a wild ride it is i feel like it's getting worse and worse in a good way and a bad way it's real yeah oh no yeah it's getting better it's getting here's the thing if this lockdown thing had happened perhaps 10 15 years ago i i literally would have been i would have been bbming you like oh ping me baby my bbm gently like what would we have genuinely have done Back then it was all Skype as well. You didn't really do anything on Zoom. You didn't do anything on FaceTime. It's so weird to think had this happened when we, when we were younger and even more so yeah. to, have it, to have happened when we didn't have the internet and we just had dial-up. That would have been... That would be mental. I don't know if that... Because well, no one could work from home. No, no they couldn't. 
it definitely would have been worse in that sense but I also think it would have been great because mm. a lot of people including myself spent way too mm. much time online and on a screen during lockdown yeah but going to the um social media thing mm. I rate you and I truly say you have inspired me to just put down that stupid six inch face sucking machine and just put it down and just not pick it up because I was in the same cycle as you I'd, yeah. I'd go through I put my phone down and be like oh I wonder what someone's doing on Instagram but Luz you just you just got off Instagram yeah. nothing's gonna have happened in six seconds oh it's so straight I just uh, I've only now that I'm I'm kind of very consciously using my phone for about two hours a day collectively throughout the day and um only now am I realizing how ingrained it was in my system before because I've moved all my apps and I've moved everything social they're gone (laughs) they're onto a completely separate page on my iPhone but my thumb wants to click where it used to be and now it's not there memory yeah and how bad is that I have muscle memory of where my Instagram is on my phone (laughs) now it just takes me to my banking app and I'm like oh oh yeah and that's a rude awakening it's just like oh hi brilliant (laughs) it's like only outgoing money poof this brings me on to something that I was genuinely struggling in the beginning and I've struggled with this actually since since I was actually diagnosed with cancer because um without being super morbid so I had papillary thyroid cancer Mm -hmm. stage three and the words that kept getting thrown at me were like oh, you've got the good cancer. You've got a very, um, you know, it won't affect your life expectancy. It will change your life, but at least, you know, you've got the good one. And, you know, don't be too hard on yourself and things like this. And this is something I've struggled with for, well, five years now, because it's been five years since I got diagnosed. But just because someone's react, they'd always say as well, they'd say, oh, it could be worse. You know, you could have this, it could have metastasized. You could have this cancer. You could have this cancer. You could have other diseases, all these things. But I, and you're really good at this. Um, whenever I've spoken about you with it, mm. it's like, just because someone else's reality is worse than yours, doesn't make your feelings and your emotions attached to what you're feeling yeah. any less valid massively because in the beginning do you know what i mean like in the beginning of this i got home i was one of the lucky ones in terms of the cruise ship crew because i mm. got sent home because i'd finished my contract anyway but the day that donald put the donald we're on first name terms um the day <laughs> donald put in the um travel ban i was coming home anyway and then i know i don't know you know how much people have read into it but some crew members have been stuck at sea for eight nine months Mm. they've finished their contract and they're not getting paid and just loads of other bits and bobs and things and all you know and in the beginning everyone just kept saying to me like you know at least you're at home with a roof over your head and And it always is such a balancing act between wanting to be grateful but then also sometimes you do just have to sit with it and be like well actually i'm really struggling and trying to put on this brave face like, yeah, you know what, it could be worse, almost devalues. And then I go on this mm. mad internal cycle where it's like, oh, they're right, it could be worse. So what I'm feeling is stupid, so I need to get out of my head. And then it's right. just like, but you're feeling these emotions for a reason and you need you can't just block them out. Like it is 
it's so hard to portray what I mean without sounding ungrateful because obviously you know I've got a roof over my head I've got food I've got internet connection I've got my friends my family Mm. no one directly has been affected by you know the the disease and the virus knock on wood but that doesn't mean that me mourning over like the you know my career and Mm. my life goals and things it doesn't make it any less painful exactly and I think it's really unfair first of all for anyone in the medical industry to have said that to you because when you're going through something like that it does feel horrific and just hearing the c word I can't imagine how that felt for you and then having someone Mm. almost take away that from you is awful because when you go through something like that that makes your world feel like it's imploding I can I imagine I honestly I don't know how that feels yeah yeah it was and you had every single right to feel distraught and to feel like your world was over absolutely and it's so unfair that someone made you feel like that and I think Mm. this is the problem everyone it goes back to that comparison is the thief of joy thing every time you compare yourself to someone else's situation you're being unfair on yourself because you are Mm. your own person you are one single human being on this earth and you have all your own feelings all your own emotions and all your own shit to work with and if you start going well my phone broke and this phone I absolutely loved and now I'm really upset well my next door neighbor doesn't even have a phone it's Mm. you're allowed to be upset and you're allowed to feel every single feeling that you have and I think that is so important if you don't then you're only going to go through more trauma and more emotional turmoil because you're going to be convincing yourself that oh no I'm actually fine everything's fine and although I think it is really important to be grateful and to kind of put things into perspective. I also think it's really important and very, very healthy to feel your emotions and to feel upset Mm. about things and to really just go through it. And it's unfair for people to always say, well, this person's doing this and, you know, they're worse off. It's, it's It's not helpful to any single person. And yeah, this whole COVID situation has been awful for so many people in so many different Mm. ways exactly and there's no you can't even compare the two of any situation in life anyway let alone you know during a global pandemic no two people are having are going through it the same so i think but going back to the whole generational thing um sorry mum, if you're listening but i've said this to your face i think that especially um British people which I know my parents don't fall into but especially like the older generation of British people they went through during like the war look at me like GCSE history like tell me to sit down Bring that um, bag. but they were like you had to put on that whole stiff upper lip thing and I genuinely like dare I say it sweeping statement I really think that emotionally stunted an entire generation which then generally led to this whole, Mm. you have to get this done in order to be happy sort of thing. There was no emphasis like we have now on happiness is like a holistic thing. It's an all encompassing multifaceted thing is happiness. Whereas the generation before us have this prescribed idea because I honestly feel like they weren't allowed to be in touch with their emotions. They weren't allowed to have 
hopes and dreams and things. And I know that sounds like such a sweeping statement, but just from my experience in my life growing up, the amount of people I've had say to me, you can't do something or you shouldn't do that. Or, you know, loose, you got your head in the clouds sort of thing. Yeah. Mm, yes. For us, that's always like, just watch me, just yeah. watch me. And I think that and is, I- <laughs> you're so right. It is. And it's everything that we when we don't have belief in ourselves or if we think we can't do something, it is all because of our previous generation projecting their feelings onto us, which I'm not disrespecting anyone older than me or saying that that is a really bad way to bring up your children or anything like that. Cause it's exactly. complete human nature. It's if you've, yeah, if you've gone through something and had rejection, you're going to want to protect your children and make sure that they don't go through it. And there's exactly. so many, like for me, I remember when I was younger, I had such a bad mentality about money and I really thought it was so unobtainable and I couldn't get it and money was bad and I was like why do I feel so negative about money and then you look at the conversations you heard your parents having when you were younger and you start thinking okay the only reason I think that is because my parents always spoke so badly of money and how it was so hard to attain and now I've come out of that and gone, no, do you know what? I can see so many people that came from nothing that have money and have managed to just, Mm -hmm. money flows to them. And I'm like, I'm changing that whole mindset that I have because it's for the greater good of myself. And you are, yeah, yeah, you're definitely one of those people though. You can, when you say you're going to get it done, like you get it done. I definitely think that about you. Oh, thank you. I think you are as well though. Sure. I think I try. You know, we try we to be. Of, we go against the grain of what we've kind of been conditioned into thinking, and you know, yeah, non-conformist. <laughs> like you know, I think we are here on this this world very temporarily, and you can't let all these negative emotions and thoughts that have kind of been pushed into your head from a young age to affect how you live your your life now, because. Mm. you do live your life like that then you're never going to reach a happiness that comes from yourself and from achieving what you want to achieve exactly oh happiness is so unique and intrinsic to every single person Mm. there is no one one size fits all no and I think that it for me genuinely like I want to be happy in anything I do mm-hmm. and that's where this whole like you know careers houses families babies things I'm like well what's gonna make me happy and it's not selfish and it's not short-sighted it's just generally like to repeat what you said earlier we don't get that long on this planet no so I'm gonna do what I think is my for my greater good yes and I oh, yeah, I'm sick of being almost impre- like getting the impression from people that if you follow your dreams and if you're like this, you know, no holds bars, like get this done sort of person, I think so long as you're not hurting anyone in the process, yeah. absolutely go for it. Yeah, like, I agree. Go for like no- nothing is too big, too small or too out of your reach like I said as long as you're not hurting anyone especially yourself but along the way just go for it oh 
do you ever just yeah. want to do that like i know uh, just you can shake yourself me, shake someone <laughs> and be like just just believe in yourself like yeah if you believe in yourself you can ride a bike um, yes <laughs> yeah. oh no that is so oh. true though so many people don't have belief in themselves and it's so sad like i know so many people that they they do things to kind of get other people's approval or because their their parents think they should do it and they think that that's the right mm. thing and deep down they're always like why am I so not happy why have I got all this money and I'm doing this job that's really really good but why don't I enjoy it and why aren't I happy if I'm if I'm rich and I live in an amazing house but it's not what you wanted yeah and if, exactly if you find joy in stacking shelves in a supermarket then follow that I think don't worry if someone says to you well you should be doing more or you should be doing less like who gives mm. a fuck at the end of the day do what makes you happy like for me I actually genuinely really really enjoy serving tables and bartending I think it's so lovely to be able to connect with so many people when you do it and so many mm -hmm. people look down on me for doing it I'm like who the fuck do you think you are telling me that this isn't a very good thing yeah. to be doing right now because I enjoy it. Preaching to the choir. It's so, I think it's so important to do the things that you enjoy because at the end of the day, the only person that is going through the entire life with you is you. And at the end, it's going to be you on your own. And you, you're the longest relationship you have in this life. Exactly. Very true. The longest project you ever work on, the longest anything you ever put time and invest energy and money mm -hmm. into is yourself at the yeah. end of and here's the thing uh on your deathbed you're not going to be sitting there like oh do you know what Haley said it was a bit weird to be a 27 year old <laughs> lifeguard on a disney cruise ship oh that, i'm just gonna sit with that no you're not you're literally gonna be no. like oh my goodness look at x y and z all these cool things i did all the memories i made with these incredible people and the incredible person of yourself, you're going to be like, yeah. I did that. Exactly. Wow. Gosh, we've, we've gone on to like deathbed talk, but we've got honestly, deep. like you just, you know, I totally agree because, and I do this a lot in my adult life. I say adult because I think I, I think I'm one of those things. Oh, mate, I have no idea what I am. <laughs> But whatever I am, I started doing this thing where I'm like, well, on paper, what does it look like? Because nine times out of 10, if it's on paper, I'm like, well, I'll just scramble up that piece of paper and throw it in the bin because it's, that's just, I don't know, that's not how I want to live my realities. Because on paper, I am. I'm a 26-year-old lifeguard that works on a 27 floating, 27-year-old <laughs> lifeguard that works on a floating piece of steel in the middle of the ocean where I work. 10 to 12 hour days seven days a week for four and a half months at a time who's counting um and on paper that just seems ridiculous and i'm here like oh you know i've got a university degree i went to a pri privately educated since the age of three years old like come from a nice family nice or, i don't know you just can't live your life that way no you it's can't just and you enjoy what you do and that is the most important thing exactly. to take away from it absolutely I don't know. I think when you look at things on paper, you do start to go, oh shit, what have I done? Yeah. I, I do that all the time, which is kind of why I started this podcast and where it, it began, where I thought, oh my God, I am ruining my life right now, but I'm not. Everything I've done has happened for a reason and it's led me to where I am right now. And I need to always remember that 
the journey that I've been through is why I'm at this current destination and that it's literally still a journey that's going to go on for the rest of my life, however long that may be. Um, but you also need to kind of have that outer body experience where you look at yourself from afar and look at everything you're doing and think, I'm killing it. Like I am just, yep. I'm here cheerleading myself and I'm doing everything I want to do and stop looking I at love it that. in a really negative, critical way and start looking at it in a really like happy celebration way, like celebrate everything you do. I totally couldn't agree more with that. I love the whole cheerleading aspect and I've tried, uh, one thing I've noticed, like it depends what like group of girlfriends I'm with, with you guys, it comes so naturally. Like when mm. you, me and Joe, and like me and my friend Jess, like whenever we get chatting, it's always just like, yeah, that's great. You're a mate, like, oh my gosh, yeah. that's great. You look fat, all this stuff. But then I've learned over the years, some some of my girlfriends have such a, a barrier with either giving compliments or accepting compliments, or like yeah. I say, like champion and cheerleading and stuff. So I think, but that's something that we've learned. Like I said, we've learned, we've grown up that way. And I think, uh, this is also totally unrelated, complete tangent, but I think you should always go out of your comfort zone and yeah. that adds another level, another layer to your personality. I know that sounds like, it doesn't sound like what I've just said is related to what I've been talking about, but I think mm. it, it does in the respect no, does, of, definitely. I would be a totally different human being and have a totally different ethos and outlook on things like you know, champion myself, the universe, spirituality, all those fun things. If I hadn't have just like what you said in your previous podcast, I had a fuck it moment and gone, do you know what? Actually, I think I'm going to move 3000 miles across the giant ball of earth and go live in Orlando, Florida and give people, mm. um, a 12 pound pint of beer. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and it, that's just like brought me to the mentality I'm at. And I wish, and I say it to all my school friends, I'm like, get out of London. Just yeah. even if you, like the smallest step is get out of London, that tiny tiptoe and that's it. The mm. doors open a new world, a new aspect and facet of your life and personality and growth comes when you just take that first, almost terrifying yeah. step out of your comfort zone. And it does feel absolutely terrifying when you start, but it will be the best thing that ever happened to you. Even if that fuck it moment ends up being the biggest shit ball ever. And you're like, oh, what did I do this for? You're going to learn yeah. an incredible amount of wisdom from it. You're going to be like, oh, do you know what? I'm, I'm not made for traveling. I'm not made for this. But what I do know is that London is everything for me. And I missed it so much or wherever I was from was better for me but you have to you have to realize that there is this whole huge world out there that you've yet to explore mm -hmm. and by saying I'm gonna stay in this one place forever and ever and ever and do what's expected of me you are going to kind of do yourself a disservice and don't listen to this and think well I don't want to do any of that like it's fine don't think that I'm saying to you you know, if you don't do that, then you're not living a fulfilled life. Like you absolutely have to do everything that's, you know, making you happy. And if me saying that, you know, get out and go and explore the world or go and move to a different place is kind of distressing for you, then that's absolutely fine. Like I'm not, I'm not saying you have to do that, but it is, it does kind of 
change you as a person and give you more of an understanding of life and what you want out of it and how you can kind of grow as a human um Mm. and then I also want to just go back to what you were saying about um your friends and how like we obviously me you and joe have a group chat that's very positive and you're saying about you and jess i think there's Aussie prince Aussie prince always i i think there is like a um another thing that's conditioned into us to thinking that we can only have so much success and there's only so much success to go around and i think some people still really struggle with building up other people because they think it's lowering themselves and I know so many people that feel like that and I used to have that mentality I used to look at other people and think well they're doing what I want to do so I'm not going to tell them they're doing well because it means that I will never be successful and there is enough success to go around everyone and we don't all want to do the same things do we so no it is important to build up your friends yeah and everyone's on their own journey and everyone's like there's that other old saying it's like never compare your page one to someone else's page 500 do you know like you're all on different journeys at different times in terms of like success and but I think another thing that we could talk about but we again go on for hours because you're just such a good conversationalist oh no Um, you are (laughs) Um, but like the whole idea as well of um this is really going on a tangent but the whole um sort of image of females also been being put in a box in terms of Mm. like you can't be like oh I look like hot shit today or you can't be like oh that person's like do you know what I mean where and I would love to talk actually we should talk about that with Joanna because yeah she is like the number one if you look like a hot 10 out of 10 babe she would just come up to you and be like you look incredible like yeah we should we, that should be a thing when did when did who decided that you can't big up yourself or big up people and yes. like just oh yeah do you know it's what mad. i mean that's another topic for another day ladies but oh because i could get going on that but <laughs> 360 um to quote the tiktok <laughs> um going back to this whole success is not there's like a quote, but I don't know it, so I'm probably not going to say it. But it's something about pie. About and I pie. like pie. Yeah, it's like because people use it in the relation to things like um, sex being sexist and racist and things like that. People believe yeah. that if um, we do have equality, mm. air quotes, that that means there's less pie for them. Yes. And that's not how it works. Equality is about equal. And I believe equal means the same i mean i i speak english and (laughs) like i the people who think that fighting for equality means there's somehow going to be less for them yeah doesn't really uh yeah but i also understand that is that what we're talking about i don't know yeah no definitely is (laughs) this is like a a a verbal representation of what goes on in our brains so um hopefully people can follow along we're just verbal diarrhea no feelings you can edit it in a way that makes it sound like a complete conversation <laughs> i think regardless it's going to sound like a complete conversation I, I you know i don't think i'll have to edit anything out of this because i think this has been very natural one hopes, also because stuff that we have the same ring on nuh this one yeah 
No, where did you get yours? Um, I actually can't remember where I got mine. Mine I, is slightly different. Mine is a running joke that me and Fifi Fo had. Because you know in Camden, they mm. have like the little markets and they have like all the rings and stuff laid out. Yeah. So we were in Camden, like his first ever trip to London. And I was like, oh, I really want a, wa- a wave ring, you know, because like the ocean and nautical and like I'm a sailor. It's like, shut <laughs> loose, you just work on a frigging cruise ship. But anywho, we then had this running joke that like any time we were like, out in the city like even when we like went to berlin and stuff and we saw little jewelry stores we'd be like oh you got any wave rings got any wave rings and then for christmas this year i i get this tiny little box and in my head i'm like marriage on the way but but <laughs> it was even better i opened it up and it was a wave ring and i was like that's hey, so cute and yeah, you got it on amazon so <laughs> oh what a guy but i wear it every day because this is a second story of Lucy's stupidity. Um, I got my finger trapped in a door, but it bent the metal, so I can oh, now no. never get it off. So it's stuck on there forever. Stuck on there forever. The metal, metal warped, and now I'm just, do you know what? I just look at it every day and go, wow, I'm such a sailor. Well, the ocean is now permanently a part of you. Exactly. Well, we are 70% water. We are. <sighs> I wish we could go on for hours because I want to go on to like how, because that quote just reminded me how like we are made of water and people who don't think things like astrology and the moon and stuff affect us. I'm like the moon, a rock in the sky literally affects the tidal system of water on planet earth. And you don't well, think that that has anything to do with us. You know it's I mean? even when you think about the whole Mercury and retrograde and all of that, I don't get how people don't believe in that stuff. Like, oh my god has it been literally a load of shit coming up because of that and i think everyone's gone through this really dark time all at the same time and it's like well maybe it is mm-hmm. all to do with don't that be suspicious don't be suspicious don't be suspicious. don't be suspicious like how do people yeah no i'm fully like people are just like oh well that just must be a thing it's like no there is literal <laughs> stones flying through the galaxy and that affects our in a balance turmoil i guess yeah balance everything (laughs) isn't it just so weird when you think about the universe and you think about the fact that we're all just a a speck on earth literally and we have no idea what's out there like it is genuine like genuinely what uh, what word (laughs) generally generally it's generally mental like energy is real like rewind to when you're literally sitting in physics class and you're like everything is energy everything is atoms and like your teacher's there picking up a pen being like this pen is energy like this this is energy and but people still love to have such fragrant disregard when i'm like bad vibes bad energy like sorry but you're literally made up of a tiny of billions of tiny particles creating energy like oh we literally are energy yeah oh i could go on and on i rate on that because i'm literally like good vibrations good vibes has Mm. been coined and is now a very popular term in uh in the world we live in like hashtag posy vibes just good vibes only that was one of my nicknames on the cruise ship because i'll be like guys guys good vibes only. good vibes because i didn't like vibes. it when people like would get really irate because 
we just like you know what it's like in the kitchen yeah. at the rose and crown everyone was just like <laughs> so yeah. then moving into when I then went back to cruise and I was like I need to mellow it out because those vibes are exhausting sometimes yeah. when you're just like they do nothing on. for you oh it was a lot so I think good vibes posy vibes positive energy like if you're telling me that a pen has energy then by golly gee whiz I have energy too exactly and if I had energy a hat, all around. I would tip my hat. Tip it off. So, <laughs> so there you go. Governor. You can pretend you're wearing a hat, a nice top hat. Governor. There you go. Cheerio, Governor. Governor. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I feel. But I feel again that one we could go into. Oh, we could talk about that for of... hours and hours. And maybe we should do a whole episode dedicated to that because I think that we've probably got quite a lot to say about it and in a lot of words. You get someone like abraham hicks as a guest oh do you know what <sighs> the episode that's gone out before this one i've actually it's all about the law of attraction and i do mention oh, get in. esther and abraham hicks and a couple of the book well i think one book i mentioned in it but yeah they when you read stuff like that it's so scientific as well it's so interesting and it really like opens Quantum up your physics. mind yeah it opens up your mind to be like oh do you know what? all of this is just science and it is all actually factual but whether you believe it or not, is it another story? And whether you read into it the way that I guess everyone else in the spiritual and kind of world understands it, then you're like, ah, right then. Well, because I always say to I say I always say to myself, Jess and I have this conversation frequently where we're like, of all these successful, like famous, incredible people, we're like, how many of them do you think practice the law of attraction or practice manifestation or things? And I know a very popular example is uh, John Legend. I don't know if you know, but he practices all this law of attraction stuff. And there's a story of John Legend and his manager. They were friends at college and they had this whiteboard. I learned about this from the Scrubs podcast, Fake Doctors, Real Friends, but where they had a they had a whiteboard and they were literally writing the most like outrageous, ridiculous things on it. Like, get an EGOT, get four Grammys in one night, like be on the cover of Time magazine, blah, 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 all this stuff. And when the manager tells this story now, she's like literally in tears of laughter because she's like, every single thing on this whiteboard came true. That's mad. And John Legend, like, if you want to give that a Google as well, but he's like a proper law of attraction manifestation kind of kind of dude kind of fair. i see i, I love, love hearing that. stuff like that and I, I think it shows you that the sky is the limit you can be so outrageous in what you wish for and what you want in life nothing is too mm-hmm. outrageous because things do miraculously happen and if you just trust that it's going to happen then you're fine if you put way too much stress exactly. on it and really think it's not going to happen then it's not going to happen but if you're like you know this is outrageous but it could happen go exactly. for it what because honestly like in the things that I look back on my life and I'm like, oh my goodness, like I found some of my old journals from CRP1 and I was like, oh my gosh, I was manifesting this stuff and I've like, in hindsight, like we love hindsight. I look back and I was like, I did this because I set the intention. I was true to the intention. I went through, you know, when you feel resistance and things, okay, that path might not be right for you, but that's when you then sort of, you have to strike the balance between allowing the universe and energy to flow 
then mm-hmm. at the same time, you also have to fight and stand up for what you want. Yeah. And nothing that is meant for you will pass you. Yeah. And that's why even right now, like what we're going through, this is all what we needed. Whew. I don't know. Oh, we did. I'm just we getting did. too Full much circle. into this. I know. <laughs> oh, I do want to do like obviously a, dis- a, a disclaimer and don't feel like you need to keep this in. But if you have been affected in the sense of you've lost a family member or someone close to you has been directly affected or unfortunately lost their life due to covid we're not saying that that was meant to happen or anything like that i don't want anyone to think that we are putting a different spin on it but i just think it's com- these conversations have to have to be had and we're by no way disrespecting or anything mm. like that i think yeah you're that is a disclaimer I mean? that I've used in my previous episode and I think it is important to stress that. However, I also just want to say something about that, that I don't think the universe throws anything at you that you can't handle. I think that everything that happens to you in life is to make you a stronger person and to take you on to the next chapter of your life, whatever that may be. And it, it, although it's horrible to hear that it does happen for a reason I guess it's not it's not for you to have an awful life it's that the universe knows that you're capable of overcoming it um, Mm -hmm. and it won't ever throw anything at you that is too much for you even though sometimes it feels like well this is too much Mm. but you can handle you absolutely can and like going back to what you said before you have survived 100% of your baddest days um Mm it's really important to see that that could actually really help you. Like I've I've spoken about the fact that I can't really see a positive out of my dad having dementia. However, what it has done is show me how to have empathy and understanding Mm. for people who have dementia and for family members that are going through it. And it's taught me something really important, which had I not gone through this, I never would have learned. And yeah, you kind of have to look at it in a separate way and think, you know, this is an awful tragedy that's happened. However, how can I use it to make me a better person and to help other people? Oh, oh, I love that. That's very profound and brave and thought provoking for you to say. So thank you for sharing that. I'm like getting emotional over here, but I think it's so important that's you're so good here's me i'm like disclaimer uh semicolon part one and you're like disclaimer (laughs) semicolon part two i because i feel like that's the perfect balance there hopefully we struck the right chord because i hope so oh no here's me again going into morbidity but i think a lot of the times as well sometimes as an as an adult again like looking at through what i've been through I almost feel like sometimes you need to have the fragility of life literally thrust in your face to sometimes move in a different direction. And I'm not saying it's like a good, you know, a good direction or it has to happen sort of thing. I'm not saying everyone out there, you know, you have to have a family member die. You have to have cancer. You have to have some life changing event. But I think I can almost unfortunately like pinpoint people our age who haven't had any sort of coin, not coin drop or penny drop moment, because again, that sounds horrible, but, or or perhaps they hold themselves better or well, yeah. but you know the people that have like gone through stuff. And I'm not saying they go through life with a chip on their shoulder. If anything, they go through life like 
yeah grab life by the balls sort of thing like to quote dodgeball absolutely (laughs) incredible heart-wrenching movie um but it is like sometimes you have to be like i said have the fragility of life just thrust into your consciousness to just go i'm never gonna waste another moment of Mm. this wonderful thing thing we call life exactly yeah yeah definitely I think that's yeah yeah, it's important to realize that and you don't have to go through the worst things in in the world to be a successful person and be someone like that but I think when you do go through it you do come out of it feeling like whoa life's really short so I should just go for it oh amen amen you don't have to be religious but like amen Like God assigns you these mountains because he knows you can move them. Well, it is safe to say that Lucy and I went on a couple of different tangents there, which is just classic us. Whenever we're having a conversation, we always have like mini conversations in the midst of bigger conversations. I just feel like Lucy and I always feel like we have a lot to talk about with each other. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed this conversation with her today. It almost felt like a therapy session in a way. But I hope you enjoyed everything we spoke about. I think she's just such a wonderful inspirational human being we spoke about the fact that we have this group chat it's me lucy and one of our very good friends joanna we call it posy prins because we're all about the posy vibes and building each other up and looking for positives out of negatives and just trying to always make sure that we're having good days and looking at things in a different light and just trying to you know build each other up which i absolutely love and joanna will be coming on the podcast in a couple of weeks so look out for that episode but until then i will speak to you next week for another episode Taking just-